Good morning, everyone. Let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas to you. It is my favourite time of the year, and I have to say, I love Christmas morning. I don't normally wear a jacket at 10 o'clock, but I do today because it's just a wonderful day to celebrate. Um, people are still coming in, and I know they will keep coming in. Can I encourage you to do one thing to help those who are still arriving, to shuffle in so that the empty seats appear on the edges, so if you can move towards the centre and uh, bring the empty seats on the edges, just so there's no uh, spare seats in between people, that'd be great. Let me read to you from Psalm 27, sorry, Psalm 24, and you might not associate this with Christmas, but for me it speaks absolutely to what we're celebrating today. The psalm finishes this way, it says, Lift up your heads, you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, let the King of glory come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, He is the King of glory. And what we're celebrating today is that the fact that the King of glory has entered this world through His Son, the Lord Jesus, in the most humblest of circumstances, and that is the joy of Christmas. And so we've got some great songs to sing, to rejoice in that, we've got a kids talk, we've got a great message from Pete, but I do want to say, uh, our music director, Dave, this is his sixth service, he left here at 1.30 last night, was here at 8.30, 
Can I get you just to thank Dave for um, coming? And also, Marcus on the bass was here till very late last night. So thank you, Marcus, and uh, Hiroko on the band. So with that said, let's stand to our feet and let's praise the Lord. May the King of glory come into our hearts this day. Let's sing. Oh, come, we faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, oh, come to Bethlehem. Come and behold me, for the King of angels. Oh, come, let Santo Choir, you're the choir today. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation, sing, oh, ye citizens of heaven, number glory, glory to God, glory in the highest. Oh, Continue the singing. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy, my God and sinners reconciled. Joyful, oh, in nations rise. Christ is born 
Glory to the newborn King. Say Christ. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting Lord. Let in time be all he come. Oh, spring of the virgin's womb. Vain flesh they God and see. Heaven incarnate deity. For those who've just come in, a very warm welcome to you as well. My name is Bruce Clark, the Senior Minister, and it is a great joy to wish you Merry Christmas this beautiful day. Thankfully, the rain has stayed away. Uh, I did say to my staff team, it's like God put an umbrella over Manly last night, uh, that we could have our camels and the uh, family services uninterrupted, which was fantastic. It is an incredible day to celebrate, and there's something just astoundingly profound about this day that the creator of the universe took on human flesh and that we stop and remember his entrance in what can only be described as the most humblest born of the virgin mary a teenage girl in literally a backwater town of the world and what is even more astounding is that this was all part of god's plan and it was predicted hundreds of years beforehand so let me read to us from Isaiah chapter 9. They're famous words, but what you may not realise is they were literally written over 700 years before the birth of our Lord Jesus. Isaiah 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. And then in verses 6 to 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness, and from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Friends, that has come true in the birth of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus. And to help us understand that in a lovely way, and particularly for our kids, can I get you to welcome up our Kids and Family Minister, Jamie Post. Welcome, Jamie. Well, welcome, everyone. It is so good to be here. Well done. You made it here on Christmas morning. Good job to you. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, I was running around before Christmas trying to get everything done in time. And as I was doing this, I noticed that there was all these Santa photo places everywhere. There was one in the Corso that was the Summer Santa. It got me thinking about my family Christmas and how in my family Christmas, we take a classic Christmas selfie. Hands up if there's any other families out there who takes a classic Christmas selfie on Christmas Day. Oh, there's a few of you out there. We do the awkward angles, the shots there. And I thought we should take a Christmas photo here today. Now, I've got some helpers who are going to come up here to help me set up this Christmas family photo. So my six helpers, why don't you come up the front here? Should be six of you. And firstly, we have here, we've got baby Jesus, because Christmas is all about Jesus. And so we want Jesus to be at the centre of our great big photo. Amazing. There we go. Fantastic. Now, I've got a box here full of all these other Christmas things that I'm going to get out. I've got so much tinsel here. In you go. Can you hold this in front of there? There we go, like that. Fantastic. Maybe can you stand right here for me? Can you stand right there for me? Oh, amazing. Fantastic. We've got a massive, giant Christmas bonbon. Manny, there you go. Can you stand right here for me? Amazing. So good. All right. Oh, I have more in here. Where we go. I have some amazing Christmas lights. Okay, here you go. Stand. Why didn't you stand down here for me? So good. All right, we've got a few more things coming out. Hmm. We, of course, need a classic Christmas Santa jumper. So here you go, Jackson. Get in the photo here. Can I get you to jump down over here on this side? And last but not least, I have some Christmas presents. There we go. Can you stand down there? Amazing. Look at this fantastic Christmas photo that's happening right now. Oh, so good. All right. Got the photo happening. Hang on a second. Wait. I just realised we can't even see Jesus in this photo. Jesus is at the back here and has been crowded by all these other Christmas things. So can I get you guys all the fun, festive things to just take a seat for me? Before? Fantastic. There we go. We can see Jesus nice and clearly now. In the midst of your day, as you do lots of fun things to celebrate Christmas, 
Don't forget that Jesus is what Christmas is all about. Don't crowd your day with all these things and forget that the true message of uh, Christmas is all about Jesus, that he came to earth as a baby and he is God with us. Why don't you remember that this Christmas? All right, fantastic. Give these wonderful helpers a big round of clap. Fantastic. And as they go put those back, why don't you take a stand and we're going to continue singing with the first Noel. The classic and beautiful... A uh, song we can sing and hear your voices come up. The first Noel. Let's sing.
couple of things to let you know we've got a kids pack coming for all the kids uh, shortly and uh, that'll be just before Pete gives the Christmas message Pete's uh, new on staff this year one of my senior assistant ministers and looking forward to hearing Pete speak Uh, to let you know in terms of uh, what's happening at church just two things to remind you of particularly for those who are guests Um, our services next week are combined which is always the tradition the Sunday after Christmas And we've just got one service on New Year's Eve, that's on the 31st of uh, December, and it's at 10 o'clock in the morning, so no services on Christmas Eve evening, and just one in the morning. We resume our regular services in four weeks, uh, not four weeks' time, in two weeks' time, on Sunday the 7th of January, uh, and we keep rolling like that for the rest of the year. Eight o'clock, our traditional service with the organ, uh, and then our contemporary band at 10, 5 p.m., and 6.30, and the 5 and 10 o'clock services have children's programs attached to them. So that's what's coming up. We're now going to stop, and we're going to recite together a creed. And we don't always do this at 10 o'clock, but I think on days like today, it's good to remember what it is we believe as Christians. And the Apostles' Creed was written hundreds of years ago as a statement that unified Christians in terms of their belief about the historical reality that God has visited us the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and He has given us His Holy Spirit. So let's together on this Christmas morning, and can I invite you to stand, uh, and with joy and with confidence, let's recite together what we believe as Christians. What is it we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated as I lead us in prayer. Our great God and Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you that in your great love and mercy, you have sent us your Son and our Saviour and Lord, Jesus Christ. 
And we celebrate that this day as we remember his birth and his entrance into the world that first Christmas evening. We thank you that no matter what we face in our daily lives, that through the Lord Jesus we can know hope, joy and peace. Heavenly Father, you are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are the ruler of the nations. And so we commit to your loving care this broken and divided world. For all who suffer the ravages of war, we pray for peace. For those living with poverty and disadvantage, raise up those who can come beside them and lovingly bring relief and dignity. In our own nation, we pray for our state and federal governments. Enable them to seek the welfare of all, to protect the weak and the vulnerable, and to lead the nation with righteousness and wisdom. But we also pray that our leaders would find times of rest and rejuvenation to re-strengthen them for the challenges of their office over this Christmas period. May they have some blessed times with their families. Here in Manly, we thank you for the community in which we live, for the many blessings we enjoy. Each one comes from your hand. Help us to be good stewards of your creation and all that you've given us. We pray that we would faithfully bring the grace, love, joy and truth of the Lord Jesus to our neighbours, that many would know the blessing of your love and the joy of following Jesus as Lord through how we love them and serve them and care for them. Father, we pray also for those who are finding this a tough time of year and there are many people amongst us who that may be the case. Perhaps with troubled hearts or difficult relationships, maybe with health struggles, grief, depression or anxiety, or just struggling to find hope in this world. Would you bring healing and relief, comfort and hope to hearts that are broken? May, we, may they know the light of your love at this time, by your Holy Spirit and through the care of your people. And may we all know your great love for us. And would you show us ways to enrich the lives of those around us? Lord God, you are Emmanuel, God with us. You are our joy. You are our peace. And we celebrate you as Lord this Christmas and always. Amen. Well, to conclude this time of prayer, let's say together and pray together the Lord's Prayer. Together, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Well, at this point in the service, we're going to hand out our kids' activity packs. And Deborah and Jamie and Andrew uh, have got some. So if you've got kids who'd like one, uh, just put your hand up. Uh, I'm not sure what the age range for kids is. Um, I'll let the uh, helpers discern that. So if you haven't got one, just keep your hand up and uh, the helpers will come around.
and there's one per child, not one per family. So every kid is very welcome to one. Still a couple of hands up the back. Up the back, Jamie. Just keep those hands up. Andrew's up there now. No other hands up. Let me invite up Kathy, who's going to come and bring the Bible reading this Christmas morning. Thanks, Kath. Happy Christmas, everybody. I'm going to bring the reading from Luke's Gospel, and I just, if you would like to follow, in front of you in the seat pocket, there will be a black Bible. And if you would like to follow along... The reading will be found on page 1026. I'll give you a moment to find that before I start. So Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because There was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests.
Thank you, Kath. Hey, Merry Christmas. G'day to you. Happy birthday to Jesus. Man, gee whiz, I woke up this morning and my voice, voice was uh, going. After all the singing yesterday, we had a great time. The carols, it was awesome. And uh, I love singing. I do. I'm not great at it like these guys. I'm not. But uh, I do enjoy it. And I tend to sing at certain times, like Christmas. And I tend to sing in certain places, like the shower. And I have different songs for these different places. And so in the shower, I tend to be a little bit more upbeat. So I'm a little bit more like, she rocks in the treetops all day long, rocking and a bopping and a singing a song. All the little birdies on the G-Bird Street love to hear the birdies going tweet, 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 rock and rock. So that's, that's the bathroom. And then I move into the kitchen, and I get a little bit more romantic in the kitchen. So I tend to be a little bit more like, Fly me to the moon, let me play amongst the stars. All right, I won't, I won't bore you with any more. So that's the kitchen. That's the kitchen. I've just been waiting for my chance, Dave. Um, <laughs> so that's the kitchen, and then there's the car. And in the car, I'm, I'm emotionally confused in the car, to be honest. My musical tastes will run in the direction of Beethoven or Justin Bieber. And I'm either bopping or I'm bawling my eyes out. True story. I'm an interesting fella, if you know me, I am. And I'm a fella, like most people, I get tired of songs, you know, the ones that blasted over and over again until you just turn them down, tune them out. And if you're like me, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about what I'm about to do, because what I'm about to do, friend, is turn up the tune of Christmas. I'm going to turn up a story that you've heard many, many times before, blasted over and over, not in your cars, but in the churches. This is a story that we love. It's the tune of Christmas. You've got this baby in a, in a drinking trough, angels in the sky, a pregnant teenage couple. You know the story, but it is a story that could become like an overplayed Michael Bublé Christmas album, right? It could. And, but far out, Luke 2 is a cracking story. It is a fantastic story. And I hope just for these next few minutes, that we might be able to overcome maybe over-familiarity, maybe even unbelief, and just be blown away by it. Luke 2 is a crazy good story from setting to circumstance. And the setting we see immediately is a setting in history. It's right there in the first sentence. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is historical stuff. Now, I'm 42... I'm 42, I'm a grown man, I plan to grow a little bit bigger today over lunch, but 42 and I have no problem sitting down and watching a movie or opening a book that starts with Once Upon a Time. All right, Princess Bride, give it to me, no worries. Velveteen Rabbit, I'll read it, all good. All right, grown men can still enjoy fairy tale, it has its place, but its place is not in Luke. This guy's not writing fairy tales. That's why he sets the birth of Jesus in very real, specific history, specifically in the time of Caesar Augustus. Now, if you know your history, he is the grand-nephew of the great Julius Caesar. 44 years earlier, he was murdered on the Senate floor, Julius Caesar. You shoot forward 44 years and you arrive at this moment when a decree by one king brought two teenagers to Bethlehem to give birth to another so-called king. And if we pull back the wrapper of this story like we would a present, we discover something inside that's not immediately clear. And what's not immediately clear is that there is tension here. Because in this story, we are presented with two kings. 
That's what's going on. So you've got this big guy in robes in Rome, and then you have this little guy in rags. And so in verse 1, this big guy is called by the people Caesar Augustus, which means exalted one. And then over in verse 11, this little guy is called by the angels the Messiah, the Lord, which means the God King. That's who they're they're talking about, the God King. And the tension is this, who is in charge? Who is in charge of this world? It's not just here, it's all through Jesus' life. This is the tension. According to the angels, it's the infant. It's It's the little guy who landed on the outskirts of the empire, an empire inside a world that apparently, according to the Apostle John, he made. And so here he is, the God King, he rocks up in rags, above in a barn, in Bethlehem, as predicted earlier in the Bible, as Bruce was saying. Are there any dart players here? There was none this morning. One. We've got one dart player. The Lord be with you. It's fantastic. And I love darts. I'm hopeless. But my dad was a champion. If we're talking about champions, there once lived a prophet named Micah, and he was a champion prophetic dart player. So 500 years before Jesus, he threw a dart, he threw a prediction into the future that a ruler would come. The bullseye of his prediction was Bethlehem. According to Luke, Micah nailed it. Bullseye. 50 points. Here is this little king in a cow shed in Bethlehem. It is one of the things I love about the Bible. No matter how much I read it, you just keep reading it more and more, it becomes more obvious that in it, we're not dealing with human imagination. We're dealing with divine inspiration. And up the back, in fact, here, we've got these little Gospels. They're fantastic. Little Gospel of Luke. We've got Mark, John, Matthew. They're all up the back. And if you would like to take one home for reading over Christmas, give it a crack. Come back. I'll buy you a coffee and we can have a chat about it. Be fantastic. We've got a bunch up the back. Love for you to take one. So that is the setting of Christmas in history. It's also set at the tail end of an even longer history. Many of you will know this. I remember when the movie Romeo and Juliet came out, Leonardo DiCaprio, does anyone remember? It's a great movie. The only thing is when I first went, train times then were about as reliable as they were now, which meant that I arrived late to this movie. I missed half of it. Great great movie, missed half of it. The Christmas story, it is a great story, but it's like arriving late to a movie. It's like you're taking your seat toward the end of a movie, a salvation story that has been running since Genesis. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to be that annoying guy, and I usually am this guy who just pushes pause in the middle of a movie because I need some context. And so I'm going to fill you in on the history behind Christmas through a poem that I wrote. I wrote it for this sermon. Now, I don't write poems. I don't. So there you go. You'll look forward to this. It's based on this great poem by Clement Clark Moore, Many of you all know the one. Twas the night before Christmas, all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. All right, so here is the history behind Christmas in Pete's poor attempt at a poem and what I've called my rubbish rap. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, it was years before Christmas and all throughout time. Something had been stirring in God's heart and in his mind, way before tinsel and Christmas bells. Talking way back in Genesis when humanity fell. Wickedness and evil was all that God saw. He could not ignore as it grew more and more. While God had decided humanity's end, grace came through a promise to Abraham, his friend. God called him and chose him. He whispered in his ear about future blessing 
in a distant year, still sin prevailed with no end in sight. So God made a plan to set all things right. God spoke to King David, the one who was favoured about a better king, a forever saviour, see in the heart before Christmas. And God stirred a plan, a plan that would bring salvation to man. Salvation to man, man that he loved, and that plan was a gift in Bethlehem above. Now it seems kind of crazy, God's king is a baby, but now listen up, take a deep breath, let's hear this crazy story of his birth, life and death. And sing. That's it. That's it. There it is. There it is. Now I'm no I'm no Shakespeare. I'm no Shakespeare. But there it is, 66 Bible books condensed into Pete's poor poem, his ridiculous rap. You can have it if you want. If you prefer something shorter, here is my one-line Bible history behind Christmas. God built it, we broke it, Jesus is gonna fix everything. There it is. And here, the angel announces radically, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Now today, friends, there's going to be announcements all over the place, all over the world, kitchens, lounge rooms, living rooms, that the turkey, ham, baked potatoes, schnitzels are ready. Well, here, friend, the angels are announcing that salvation is ready. This is food for eternity stuff, food forever stuff, for people whose spirits are grumbling far louder than their stomachs, right? for love, real love, unconditional love, for a place, for position, for meaning, for satisfaction, for this spiritual peace. And here it is, plated up to us in the Lord Jesus. And yet, I read this stuff every year, and every year it blows me away, and I used to do this, that folks will come to church, and it's fantastic to be in church, but hear these stories and feel no connection to them at all. When the heart behind Christmas is that God wants to be connected with you. I mean, it, it is a spin-out that this little guy shows up, the God-man, the Lord Jesus, comes as a bub to show the world, to show you just how loved you are. It is a radical story, and that is the setting. And now, much more briefly, let me give you the circumstances, because they're full on. I was um, talking to someone out in the courtyard a couple of weeks ago, and he shared with me the crazy birth event in his family, his little one that was delivered in a driveway in Manly. And that's something, right? That's something. But then you've got this God baby delivered in the dirt of a drinking trough. Now, that is something. In fact, everything about this event is something. You've got this young mum in her third trimester. She turns up but is turned away from a warm house to a cobwebbed cow shed. Like, that's something. You've got this young teenager, I don't know if you noticed in the Bible reading, she wraps her own baby in cloths because there's no mum, there's no midwife there to hold her hand, to love her, to be with her. That's something. You've got this young family with zero family present at the birth of their firstborn. Two teenagers with only strangers in the waiting room. I mean, that's something. From circumstances to the crowd. At the birth of so-called royalty, you have these farmers from the fringes, blokes who deal with disease and, and dead animals, the very first to be welcomed to the crib of Christ. And in verse 10, this is what the angel says to them, don't be afraid, they're told. I bring you, you've got to picture it, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. 
This is what's radical about Jesus. This is, this is what is so radical about Christmas. Within these crazy circumstances is this confronting, heart-thumping, beautiful message that Jesus came for all people. From filthy shepherds to socialites, from people in rags to those who are rich, from children to kings, welcome and forgiveness can be yours. You know, I used to think Christmas is all about cans of Coke and prawn cocktails, Christmas crackers, but here Luke says... It's all about Christ and rescue from sin. Now, Lisa and I have this little manger set up on the table at home. And Samson, our cat, I don't know what his problem with Jesus is, he keeps getting up and knocking the little baby Jesus over. Look at his, his little foot there. And I've looked at that and I thought it's a little bit like, not to labour this, it's a little bit like the foot of society trying to knock the Christ out of Christmas. Whether it's an overemphasis on consumerism or a desire for inclusivity, and these are not bad things, by the way, I'm not saying they're bad things, more general greetings and symbols, rather than crosses, cribs and Christs and the Christ. But Luke is telling a different story. It is a season maybe for good times and salty meats, not sin and saviours, no. But according to Luke 2, there is no Christmas without Christ. And he's not just talking grammatically, he means that spiritually, And so, friends, today, whatever you're up to, if you're peeling prawns, taking your pulse after too much ham, I just encourage you, just take your spiritual pulse. Like, do I believe this stuff? This stuff about Christ? Do I feel any connection at all to the claim that God has invaded the world and wants to take up camp in the hearts and minds of people? Am I blown away by the gospel messages that says that says that Christ entered the world in nothing better than a chicken coop and left on nothing less than a cross to show the world this radical, unconditional, humble love of God. It is an amazing thing. The tune of Christmas is wonderful, friends. And I pray it's a tune that never becomes like an overplayed song in the car. In fact, I hope that you just keep turning it up. I really do. Just keep blasting the tune of the angels. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. I don't know if you've got anyone to go home to today. Some of you may have no one to go home and have lunch with or dinner. But friend, the Christmas message is that you are not alone. You are loved. Deeply, deeply loved. And so keep playing the tune of the heavenly host, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. This is a massive claim that peace really is possible in what can feel like an impossibly unpeaceful life. And it is peace that's not found in philosophy or politics, but in a person. The little person who turned up in a shed only to grow up and then shed his own blood for the world because he loves them so much. And then his resurrection three days later just confirms what the angels were saying. This guy really is the one in charge. Always was. And my hope for you is that you would find joy in him. He charges you to trust him. And so, friend, Christmas, Christmas is good news. There's no other news like it. This is unparalleled stuff. And it's news that can only bring forth worship and joy. And so, 
out of that joy, if you'd like to stand together, Dave's been playing behind me, which is lovely. If you'd like to stand and out of that joy, let's, let's turn up the volume. Let's lift our voices if you want to. Let's sing the tune of Christmas. It's all about Jesus. God bless your friends. Merry Christmas. Let's sing. What a cracker message. Thank you, Pete. That was great. Can you just clap for Jesus? That was amazing. Next year, you're going to do rap. When you do eh? Silent Night. Let's sing together. Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly sing the hell they play. In the mountains, he reply, it will be victorious Sunday, do the same thing. <laughs> Let's sing joy to the world. One, two, three. Let's go. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive a king. Let every heart. 
nature sing and living in nature sing Joy to the world that said the rains, the man that song deep low, while fees and floods, rocks seas and flames, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more the sins and sorrows grow. No thorns in face the crown. He comes to make his blessings flow. Wherever the guilt is found, wherever the guilt is found, wherever the guilt is found. Come on. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations proud. The glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders and wonders. Come on. And wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders of his love. Merry Christmas. Let's give a special bit of love to all the musicians, Kirsten, Hiroko, Dave, and Marcus. I'm very grateful, if I can say, as the senior minister, for them coming down early to um, get set up and play for us. Well, it is the end of the service. I want to leave you with three words to think about how you might respond this Christmas day. First one is read. Um, Pete offered a free coffee for anyone who wants to read the gospel and uh, chat about it. Let me say, all of the staff would be open to doing that with anyone here today. So if you want to take, we've got these gospels available at the back, uh, Luke's gospel, Mark's gospel. If you'd like to take one, please do. It's our gift for you this Christmas. And if you would like to catch up and have a coffee, it's on the house. We'd love to do that and chat about it. So that's the first thing. Secondly, we'd love you to return if you haven't got a church home. Uh, next Sunday, as I said, one service, 10 o'clock. After that, our four regular services, 8, 10, 5 and 6.30. But also reach out if you'd like to find out anything about the church, about what it means to know God. And you've got that little card uh, there in the seats underneath you. Please do take one and reach out. But let me finish uh, with the words of the blessing. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honour everyone, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit, and may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Have a happy Christmas.
the first Noel.